question if I see you on the street. I may ask you if you're doing this to help save gas. Well, you know I can be found walking down the road. I want to save gas. I'm in a saving mode. I don't waste fuel. I use my feet, it's cool. Now I'm not here to preach, and I'm not your warden. But I know you spent a hundred bucks on the Mayor Jordan, so don't waste fuel. Here's a free dead's cool. Well, should we use a car? I really want to walk, it's not that far. Now, baby, if your feet get tired, you don't have to hide. Just hop up on my back and I'll give you a piggyback ride. We won't waste fuel. We use our feet, it's cool. Well, should we use a car? I really want to walk, it's not that far. Let's go and see the preacher and get him a step into. It's such a lovely day outside. We'll visit Lincoln Park Zoo. We won't waste fuel. We use our feet. It's cool, baby. Why should we use a car? I really want to walk. It's not that far. We don't waste fuel. We use our feet. It's cool. Hey, why should we use a car? Baby, it's the world I'm thinking of. Don't waste fuel. Don't waste fuel. Use your feet, it's cool. That's dedicated to Tree Song, who walks everywhere in town. <laughs> so, you're cool. <laughs> I'm trying to stay cool. Today is the last day of the sun. <laughs> well, From now not. on, it's <laughs> disappearing. Yeah, now on, it's going to keep getting lower and lower in the sky. Yeah. Uh, sun's going to go away forever. <laughs> it's like, so don't forget, um, you were supposed to do some kind of um, orgy in the field, right? To make sure uh-huh. the sun will, well, it, or do you do that? Yeah, you do that, you do that uh, to celebrate that the sun's there. <laughs> it's just like, I think you do, you know. So <laughs> um, before we get into the news, I wanted to do a book report because there is about 50,000 acres of fire in Colorado that have burned so far. This is a book called Fire Monks, Zen Mind Meets Wildfire by Colleen Bush. In, two, in June 2008, more than 2,000 wildfires blazed across California, putting Tazajara, the oldest Zen Buddhist monastery in the United States, at particular risk. Fire Monk is the story of five monks who turned back after evacuation to save the remote sanctuary. A gripping narrative as well as an insider's portrait of the Zen path, Fire Monks reveals how they were able to accomplish the seeming impossible accomplishment, (laughs) saving the, their Zen Buddhist monastery by greeting the fire not as an enemy to defeat, but as a friend to guide. Their composure throughout the crisis illustrates the remarkable courage that lives within every heart. 
<laughs> the name of this book is Fire Monks, Zen Mind Meets Wildfire. And that is by Pigeon Books. So. Huh. Our radio show address is yourcommunityspirit.org. Feel free to forward the newsletter and let me know if anybody wants it, if you would like to receive the newsletter. Basically, it is our show in more detail. Not as funny. <laughs> yeah, you don't have us saying the wisecracks as you read the story. Not as in your face. Unless but you invite us over. More detail. Hey, good idea. <laughs> you got pizza? Oh, yeah. You if got you got pasta? pizza, I'll be there. You know, we'll come over and read the newsletter to you. Um, if you would like to receive it, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. All right, so... Uh, you, you could send us, you know, other stuff. Yeah. You, you could also email me at treesong at treesong.org. All right. Okay, so let's see what we've got coming up today. We can get to some of the stuff from Occupy Updates Daily. Uh, oh, yeah, this story. We were just talking about this story. Uh, uh, yeah, who would have thought uh, 20 years ago today that we'd be fighting for some of the oddest reasons? Uh, we've got all these issues coming up. Uh, women's reproductive rights coming up again. Uh, the right to marry who you love. The right to eat and drink and live as you see fit. That's where there's, you know, banning soda. Yeah, I, yeah, I heard about that soda ban. Yeah, there's like a half a dozen cities now are, you know, saying you can't. And I don't believe in it, but, <laughs> you know. Next thing they'll do is, to, you know, say you can't eat donuts or, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or say you can't eat pizza. Oh. <laughs> there'll be uprisings in the street. Yeah, so. Oh, uh, yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, if, if you went back in time and told people uh, that Michigan legislators would flip out and say that using the word vagina could ban you from the legislative floor. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> they, they would laugh at you like, we're all adults here. You know, that's the proper medical terminology. Uh, no one would ever get banned from a legislative body for saying such a word, uh, especially in an appropriate context. How about, you know, the New York City mayor banning sodas? <laughs> yeah. Who would have ever thought that, you know, that would be something you... I would just... You know, 20 years ago, I'm sh last week, <laughs> I yeah. would have laughed if said, you know, how about the fact that banks are using shady tactics to take away homes from thousands of people? Yeah. Now, now that's that no surprise. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> that's nothing new. I mean, they're coming up with new ways to do it, but uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, well, let's see. Let's get on with some of the Occupy news now that we've been reminiscing about such things. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Liberals are becoming increasingly worried that President Obama may not win the election because he isn't targeting Wall Street fiercely enough. In attendance of the Take Back the American Dream conference in Washington, many said they wanted more of Occupy Wall Street sentiments in the president's speeches and actions, while others said that he should be pressuring competitor R Mitt Romney <laughs> into revealing his donors, who are bundling donations to funding his campaign. I saw a, a great <laughs> comic about Mitt Romney, and it showed... He was like, we had a great turnout. And he's like on the podium, and there's one person in the audience, and <laughs> that person is labeled big donor. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> so That's got how it goes. The U UC Board of Regents has dropped their lawsuits against the 15 occupiers from the Gill Track as of Wednesday. A campus spokesperson said that while the Regents was sure they would win the case, they have since resume control of the track, and research has continued, so the lawsuit was unnecessary and too costly continued. They remarked that if research is again disrupted, they could potentially resume litigation. 
All right, another interesting news from Chicago. Occupy Chicago is not giving up the fight against the Chicago Tribune. Back in May, the Chicago Tribune filed a complaint with the World Intellectual Property Organization in Geneva. That's a nice name, World Intellectual (laughs) Property Organization. Yeah, that's a pretty fancy... uh, It's uh, like, I have intellectual property. I think, therefore, you can own it. (laughs) Yes, and they think they can own certain words because they're arguing that Occupy Chicago was acting... Uh, in bad faith and attempting to divert traffic from their website, when the group acquired the domains OccupiedChicagoTribune.org and OccupyChicagoTribune.org. Chicago Tribune is demanding that both domains be turned over to them. Occupiers are having none of it and recently wrote a response concerning the issue. They're arguing that this is an issue of political speech. And, you know, I I tend to agree with that, uh, you know, because... As they say, no reasonable person would confuse the sites. You're not going to go to OccupyChicagoTribune.org and think you're at the VL Tribune. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I can see the argument sometimes when, like, the, the Yes Men do these spoof sites and it sounds like it's the real thing. But this is, it's Occupy Chicago Tribune. <laughs> I mean, and they get away with it because it is a spoof. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and this is, right here is not a spoof. I mean, it's... Yeah, the, it's just news about Chicago stuff going on, you know. So, yeah, but Chicago Tribune... Trying to keep down Occupy Chicago. <laughs> the pro- progressive forward thinking of the Chicago Tribune. Protesters in Oakland have since issued a second stay-away order as of Tuesday, which regards the fighting to keep multiple schools that serve minority s- students open. The occupiers, parents, and teachers still aren't leaving regardless of the orders. A spokesperson for the school district told the media that they could choose to remove protesters at any time and that the encampment, quote, can't continue indefinitely, end quote. Hmm. Basically, they're trying to keep the school open. Okay. So. Okay. The three men arrested before the Occupy NATO protests now have at least a half dozen new charges in their indictments. Defense attorneys for the men say that prosecutors will often use more charges to give them more leverage for a plea deal or ensure at least some convictions in a trial. Prosecutors have repeatedly rebuffed the defense attorney's attempts to talk with them and even refused to hand over the indictment, forcing the defense to go to the county clerk's office to attain it. Uh, So, yeah, they're, they're, they're playing hardball with these three people. I just want to read this because of the name of the group. The Pride Parade in San Francisco will have a few more marchers this year as Occupy will be joining the ranks to protest the unequal treatment of GBT persons by everyone from law enforcement to the corporate sponsors of the day's parade. Gay occupiers have formed their own offshoot of Occupy San Francisco called Occupride. Occupride. Yes, <laughs> I like that. And, yet, and won't yet disclose what form their protest will take. Ooh. Gay protesters. They can get wild. We'll see. Not all the marchers are happy they will be there, though. Some believe that the the corporate sponsors for the parade should be rewarded for their views on equality, not revealed for their business tactics. Wait a second. So their tactics are bad, but they give money to... Okay. It's called paying indulgences. You know, you slip, you know, someone $20 and you're free of all your sins. (laughs) <laughs> I could do that. It's, it's like, a pretty, it's a pretty nice deal, really. Yo, God, I got ten thousand dollars. Forgive me of my sins. <laughs> Isn't that what the Bible says? <laughs> I don't know. I'd be interested to see the passage on that one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see. <clears throat> let's get on to some community news. And uh, the first community news we've got here is Guy House membership. Uh, Guy House Interfaith Center is launching a new membership program. 
that offers new ways for you to get involved and show support. And they're hosting a uh, special kickoff dinner for the program uh, tonight at tonight's Rice and Spice. Uh, so it's uh, tonight at 6 p.m. at Guy House Interfaith Center uh, is when it starts. Going to have Indian food there, uh, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good information about Guy House. Uh, Guy House has been around for over 60 years. Uh, they've had programming there that's uh, diversity programming. Like It's changed over time what exactly they have there, but it's where people of different backgrounds, different faiths, different beliefs can come together and share food and work on uh, peace and social justice. It and sounds like a community center. Yeah, it does. It is. It's a vibrant living community center. You know, I mean, it sounds like how community should be. <laughs> yeah, it's I definitely mean. a good place for community. So, <clears throat> so yeah, that's tonight, uh, starting at 6, it's the usual slow foods dinner, uh, but this special theme of membership. The goal of this membership drive is to sign up 300 members in 30 days. This will give Guy House a solid foundation of supporters like you who sustain Guy House through you know, contributions, participation in programs, and vision for the future. So you can go to ourguyahouse.org slash membership. Yes. And... And come to dinner. Come yeah. to dinner. Dinner's come, always a good time. Come have some foods. Isn't that's a technical term <laughs> for stuff that sustains you both physically, <laughs> mentally, and spiritually. Foods. Yes. Foods. I just made that up, but foods, foods for the body, foods for the soul. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, like. <laughs> did you know that they're doing a giant <laughs> conference right now? I haven't seen that much about it in the news. <laughs> Rio plus twenty. The walkout from Rio Plus 20 could actually mean we're going to stop caring about an obsolete process. Apparently, this big UN conference, people are just doing a lot of talking and not much doing. <laughs> but yeah. wait, that's the definition of meetings. <laughs> just like, they don't call them board meetings for nothing. <laughs> um, expressing anger at the direction the Rio Plus 20 Summit is going and with the hope of pushing world leaders to increase their ambition, youth from around the world and non-government organizations like Bill McKibben's 350.org occupied Rio Centro, the venue where the conference is taking place, and then symbolically walked out of the conference. Now, mm -hmm. at the risk of sounding e extremely skeptical, I wouldn't like to say this. Isn't this the same thing that happens at every UN <laughs> conference? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sort of an emerging trend here. Isn't like, I mean, you know, protesters protesting that their voices aren't being heard? Yeah. Well, it's especially interesting at, at these because, you know, they have people who actually participate. They go there. They actually go to the meeting. They realize nothing's happening again. Then they walk out and they, they protest because nothing was happening inside. It's like, we'll go outside and protest. You continue doing nothing in here. So what's unique about this is they didn't just go outside and protest. They went outside and started having a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> they went outside and started, like, conducting the actual meeting outside to figure out how to accomplish things instead of talking about accomplishing things. Yeah. You know, and um, people, quote, people seem to feel mad and ready to fight where it counts out in the real world, out where we need to change the political dynamic if international negotiations are ever going to matter, end quote. The lack of nerve of the conference was the reason why many people weren't there. This was yesterday afternoon. So, I mean, 
the actual fact that people walked out and then started their own meeting is new. <laughs> yeah. We've had people walk out in frustration in the past. Yeah, and then they go home. <laughs> you know, or walk out and join the protesters outside, but never walk out and then start conducting the meeting, you know, continuing. Yeah. So um, leaders are, I guess, losing control of the populace. Because <laughs> yeah. the populace are feeling they aren't being represented. <laughs> so... And let me see. It's if you get our newsletter, I actually have. Uh, I guess I didn't end up putting that article in here. There mm-hmm. was there was um, more information from there, specifically about how they're taking women's rights. Like they actually ended up voting on this passage in there, and they're taking women's rights away. Mm-hmm. You know, in in the on, at the UN level. Yeah. So. All right, well, let's get on to a little bit of other news. Uh, I don't know. Is it hot outside yet? You've been, uh, any, have you been using air conditioning? <laughs> well, this is all about how to live without air conditioning and beat the heat. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah. Now, air conditioning is a recurring topic uh, on, on the site. We got this article from Treehugger and on a lot of sites. Uh, and we talk about it here often. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about here the window air conditioner. Uh, it allows architects to be lazy. We don't have to think about making a building work because you can just buy a box. Uh, so what are some ways to do away with that, uh, to avoid doing that? And it has to do with design. Uh, so let's see. If you would like a link to all the different detailed designs, they've got a lot of pictures and stuff, Yeah, you are going to have to get our newsletter because... Each one of these sections has a link to a lot of pictures and articles and stuff. But what happens when humans treat themselves like dairy products chilled behind glass? <laughs> yeah. I mean, before the 1950s, houses were designed to cool without using electricity. This is, it's, it's actually a, a way to build and design a place. I mean, <laughs> it's, but it takes, you know design so yeah and some of these are things like uh, urban strategies for keeping cool if if you don't own your own house uh what ways can you do to uh stay cool uh and also a little bit about how air conditioning has changed things like uh uh you can design places with airflow in mind like windows higher ceilings that sort of thing now did you know that air conditioning makes you fat (laughs) I didn't know yeah. about that. There's an old joke in Houston about how you define a pedestrian. It's a person looking for their car. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so people yeah. don't do a lot of walking in the heat. That's why probably, you know, Texas is the most obese region in America, and Colorado, Boulder, Colorado, is the least. But there may be a more important reason than driving. It may be biological. A study by the David Allison by David Allison of the University of Birmingham found that air conditioning might make you fat. The widespread use of central air means that most homes and most offices are now kept at a relatively constant temperature. So your body actually doesn't have to use up energy <laughs> to keep itself warm or cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it takes energy to, you know, if you don't have to do that. And then, of course, you tend to be more sedentary when you just, you know, sit at home. Versus go outside, so... Yeah, and uh, heat suppresses your appetite, too, which reduces your food intake. Really? Yeah. 
Well, then why don't people in the South? <laughs> oh, I was going to say, why aren't they skinny? But <laughs> they spend, I mean, the, most people have. They stay indoors, shape. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, in the South, the obesity rates are the highest, and they have um, central air in the South increased from 37% to 70% from 78 to 1990. So, um, so there is a correlation, and, you know, um, I don't know. I think I might have to turn off my air conditioner, huh? Mm-hmm. Just like, well, you need to turn yours up, and I need to turn mine down. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> so, um, and then, of course, there's the fact that people working in air-conditioned offices are almost two and a half times more likely to suffer from respiratory infections. Yeah. You know, because that air is all flowing around. So, And your anyway. comment, too, reminded me of one of the tips is that if you have multiple rooms in your house, it's possible to just air-condition one, you know. Uh, and that'll save you on energy as well. That's true. That's a good tip. And yeah. prevent some of these issues. All right. Let's talk about something really horrible. All right. Did you want to talk about bumblebees or? Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, that's uh, bumblebees. Uh, honeybees aren't the only pollinators in danger. Uh, there's also the uh, the rusty-patched bumblebee. All right. Not, not so long ago, there were lots of them. Uh, they've got a small brown patch on their abdomen. And they've been pollinating plum, apple, alfalfa, and other crops since long before farmers came to rely so heavily on boxed and trucked European honeybees. Uh, so they, they had this thing, colony collapse disorder, that was affecting uh, the honeybees. And uh, so some people were looking back to native pollinators like the rusty-patched bumblebee. Uh, but in the process, they're discovering a stinging reality that researchers have known for more than a decade. Many of North America's once plentiful bumblebee species have all but disappeared. Uh, and they, these rusty-patched bumblebees and yellow-banded bumblebees have been among the nation's hardest hit. So I want to know if anybody wants to start a bee club, <laughs> you know, that we start. Because I really, really would like to get some beehives. <laughs> so um, send an email, info at yourcommunityspirit.org, and let's figure out how to start a bee club. Let's save ourselves. So <laughs> speaking of saving ourselves, the other bad news article is... Since 2001, one activist a week has died defending the environment. People who track killings of environmental activists say the numbers have risen dramatically in the last three years. Improved reporting may be a reason, they caution, but they also believe the rising death toll is a consequence of increasing battles over dwindling supplies of natural resources. This report, released Tuesday by the London-based Global Witness, said that more than 700 people, more than one per week, died in the decade ending in 2011, quote, defending their human rights or the rights of others related to the environment, specifically land and forests, end quote. They were killed, the Environmental Investigation Group says, during protests or investigations into mining, logging, invasive agriculture, hydropower dams, urban development, and wildlife poaching. If you would like to read more about this article, last year, 106 activists alone were killed. In 2010, the number was 96. Stunning, alarming, and not without precedent. Now, the struggle here isn't limited to political considerations. As the resources, you know, are becoming increasingly scarce these figures are expected to get worse yeah. not better so it's easy to get someone killed in some of 
you know, certain countries that, you know, they just hire, what do you call it, armed guards, you know, and if someone tries to get in the way of your business, logging or oil drilling, you just have someone killed. I mean, uh, yeah. And that's what's been it's happening. So Pretty brutal. So and, let's, let's, yeah, let's get through some uh, holidays and happenings while we've still got a few minutes left. All right. Let's see. We've got... Uh, Today is a stupid guy thing day. What does that mean? Just, Not entirely sure. I guess it's a guy thing. Well, that is you, stupid. Today is stupid guy thing day. Tomorrow is let it go day. So whatever guys do today, yeah, let them go tomorrow. So. <laughs> so. Okay, yeah, so let's see. Sunday, we've got uh, take your dog to work day. Uh, if you're working on Sunday, you get to take your dog to work with you. Monday is the Great American Backyard Campout. Hmm. And it's the birthday of George Orwell, the writer. Ah, yes. And Tuesday is America's Kids Day. And uh, let's see. Uh, what else have we got? Wednesday is Decide to be Married Day. Just for the day. Just for the day. <laughs> and please take my children to work day so I can get married day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> take my children to work day and Decide to be Married Day are two different days, but, you know. Yes, and uh, Thursday, let's see, the anniversary of the Stonewall Riots. It's also the birthday of uh, Mel Brooks and Gilda Radner. I didn't know they shared a birthday. Community events. International coffee hours, Fridays 3 to 5 in the Northwest Annex Building B, (laughs) mixed with people from all over the world. Yes, and tonight we have at 6 p.m. at Guy House the open mic nights. This week's theme is Party on the Patio. Going to actually be making some open mic out there on the patio at Guy House. And musicians of all genres and abilities are encouraged to showcase their talent or get in a little practice time in front of an appreciative audience. So Open Mic overlaps with Rice and Spice, a weekly slow food feast with an international flavor. So, you know, come to the Open Mic, start your weekend right, and be sure to stick around for Rice and Spice. Rice and Spice theme this week Celebrate the beginning of summer. Woohoo! Today, beginning of summer, and the start of the Guy House new membership program. Uh, this week's chefs will be serving delicious Indian cuisine, and there will be information on the benefits of uh, membership and opportunity for Guy House newcomers to meet other members. Celebrating three years of Rice and Spice and over 60 years of community events at the corner of Illinois and Grand in Carbondale. Um, so, the International Slow Food Dinner. You know what slow food is? Well, it's the opposite of fast food. This is a participatory slow food dinner. Come and learn how to cook Indian food tonight and stick around afterwards and dance the night away at Friday Night Salsa starting at 9 p.m. That Salsa? sounded like a advertisement. I was really getting into <laughs> Yeah, you're really getting into it, yeah. <laughs> it's just like... Oh, it's an exciting action-packed night on Fridays. I, even just in that one spot, there's also other things going on Fridays, too, like the Friday Night Fairs. Those happen every Friday at 6 to 9 p.m. at the Carbondale Town Square Pavilion. They've got uh, live music, a farmer's market, and activities for the kids. All sorts of good stuff over there. Friday, 6 to 9 at Town Square Pavilion. And then Saturday, farmer's market, 8 till noon. And Saturday at noon, the Vigil for Peace. Yes. Both in Carbondale. And we do have in our newsletter extras... Coca-Cola tells SodaStream, stop using our garbage against us. Literally, this company goes around and shows a cage filled with, um, they have 20 of these exhibits around the world, and the text says, one family, five years, 10,656 bottles and cans, and it shows a pile of them. Yes. And so. 
And that does remind me of one thing I said I would mention on the show this week, and that's a book called Garbology, where they talk about the fact that there's more than one of those uh, uh, trash uh, spots in the ocean. We talked about one of them last week, but there's lots of trash out there. And the exciting thing about uh, SodaStream is they're like, well, if Coca-Cola wants to claim their trash... <laughs> They should honestly do it. Yeah. If they want to, you know, if we're using their trash wrong, well, they need to claim all the trash that everybody's using wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like, claim your trash. Okay, go for it. Yeah, I like They're that. They're turning it back against Coca-Cola. But if you <laughs> want to see the complete article, newsletter, I send it out each week. All right. This has been another exciting. Yep. <laughs> I heard I heard crickets. Crickets. <laughs> Why do we say crickets as like... Not that was exciting. back in the olden days when we actually li- lived outdoors and could hear the crickets when people were quiet. Now we hear whirring machinery. Very, no, crickets are very loud. <laughs> they are, but okay. we even as loud as they are, we can't hear them indoors nowadays. <laughs> All right. We will see you again on the radio next week right here.